Good morning, women of grace, faith, and courage. This is your host, April Field, and I am um, recording today's message. And this is a an unusual um, um, episode today because, as you know, if you've been hanging with me for the past seven or eight months, you know that there's always a special co-host. But um, this week, the Lord has really just, the Holy Spirit has really just impressed it upon my heart to to do an episode on discipling our children and really the importance and the emphasis on training our children up in the way that they should go. Because in this season, the Holy Spirit has really, really given me such grace and discipline and commitment and a true desire and joy to really feed Ava's spirit. And so to nourish her, 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 her spiritual development and growth, which is essential to who she becomes for the kingdom as she grows older. And so before we get into this episode, as you guys know, I always like to open us up in prayer. Um, And so I'll open us up in prayer. And really what today's episode is designed to do is the Holy Spirit has asked me to just lay out some of the tips and and tricks and things that he has given me that allows me to to juggle being a career mom, um, a a kingdom disciple, uh, uh, you know, um, just juggling the ministry, all these things. But in addition to that, just really being able to to focus on teaching her – and so that's what we're going to do today. I'm just going to share a few of the things that the Holy Spirit has placed on my heart to share with you all. I do pray that it blesses you. I know as women and as moms, especially as single moms, if there are single moms that are checking out this replay, it can be especially difficult to try to manage just life overall. And oftentimes, just unintentionally, you know, teaching our children is not at the forefront of our minds. It's dinner. It's extracurricular activities. It's our quiet time. It's, it's all these other things, it's work, it's ministry, all of these other things that are coming before um, our ability in our minds that are a high priority or higher priority over the things, um, over the things such as discipling our children. And so let me just open us up at prayer. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, that you given us specific topics for this Women of Grace platform, Lord. And so I know, Lord, that whatever is shared today, Father, whatever revelation that you impart through me to the people that will listen to this replay, Father, that it will be exactly, Lord, what they need, Father. It will be exactly what they need to minister to their souls, Father, as parents, Lord, in order for them to be effective teachers for their children or to their children, Father. And so we thank you in advance, Lord, because we know your word says that we are to train up our children in the way that they should go so that when they get older, Lord, they will not depart from it, Father. So let us be proper stewards over our children, Father, over our households, Lord, and really, really dig into discipleship, Father, because discipleship starts at home, Lord. So we thank you, Father. Use me, Lord. May I speak only your words, Father, and not mine, Father. May we lay aside our flesh, Father, to really hear what you're speaking to us through this podcast. In your name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, um, so yeah, so as I was saying, so the Lord has really, really just given me such a, a structure and an order because we know he's a God of order in, in terms of the way that he has allowed me to really disciple Ava. And it is truly mind-blowing because it is programming her, and I'm just watching as, it, as she's, she knows that at a certain time, okay, everything else must stop. Like I must, it's Bible study starting soon. And, and so I just wanted to share these practical tips because, again, oftentimes we just become consumed by life because that's how I was. A year ago I wasn't, discipling Ava wasn't even 
I was still trying to gather myself, and so I still hadn't fully surrendered. And so in this season, I'm really just watching her grow exponentially and at an accelerated rate because of my sacrifice and because of my commitment and because of the grace that God has bestowed upon me to be able to teach her. So just really just thinking about um, – you know, the way that we prioritize the, the, the weekly and daily uh, activities of our lives. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit was just really talking to me about to, to share with you was just as parents just leveraging the day-to-day experiences. And so, again, we know in Proverbs 22.6, as I just mentioned, we have a mandate as parents to train up our children in the way that they should go because when we feed them now and we allow them to be or we encourage or cultivate a, a, um, a, an attitude or a mindset where they're rooted and grounded in faith, when they get older, they will not depart from it. Even if they go astray, even if they, you know, may be set back in the season, they're always going to find their way back to the Lord. And that is just, it's so very, very important. And I want to encourage parents who may feel like, well, my, my son is 14 or 15, or this is not just speaking to children who have, or parents who have white toddlers or small children. It's never too late to begin uh, discipling and teaching and having conversations with your child and really asking the Lord to open up an opportunity for you to study the word together as a family or for you to open up the opportunity for him to open up the door for you to study, um, you know, just between you and your, and your son. Or again, he just, the Lord is always waiting to give us wisdom and divine strategies. We just have to ask him, right? We have not because we ask not. When we ask, we want our motives to be pure so that we can receive the things that he is just so graciously and so willing to, to impart upon us. So that was just one of the things that the Holy Spirit was just saying, just leveraging our day-to-day experiences. So, for example, if you're in the car, you're on the way to work, and you're dropping your your son or daughter or children off at school, that's ample opportunity for you to get in just a quick Bible study, whether it's Bible Q&A or whether you're praying, asking God that morning, you know, what is it that you would like for me to talk to the kids about on the way to school or while we're in traffic or, you know, just this different things, just leveraging day-to-day experiences. Or if they ask, if they say something happened at school, a specific situation, just weaving the scripture into that and asking them how they think God would respond and what would be something that God would, would feel or how, how does that make them feel and then responding with a scripture. So just really seizing the moment, right, and really just meeting our children where they are. I think we think of Bible study as like us tossing the Bible at them, but we really have to be, especially with the youth that are teens and tweens, we have to really, really meet them where they are because they are experiencing some challenges and some issues that a lot of us, we had different issues back when we were growing up. So now it's a whole new set of challenges, and we have to be prepared to speak their language, to meet them where they are, and asking the Holy Spirit how best to disciple them knowing that at each age range there's, there's a different set or a unique set of challenges. So that was just one of the things that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about. He was also just um, ministering to me to share with you just about, um, you know, the sacrifice. So there's sacrifice with anything that we do for God, with any commitment that we make to him in the kingdom of God, there's a sacrifice that must be made. That, there's no way around that. That's it. I mean, you know, if any man wants to come after me, let him lay down his his life, right? Um, 
uh, take up the cross, deny himself daily, and follow me. So we know that there is a sacrifice required in all things. And it is the same with, with really making the time to disciple and teach your children the word of God. It is on some nights, just full disclosure, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I want to just have a hot bath. I want to have my own quiet time with my dad. I don't necessarily feel like, right? So now we're getting into feeling, but we feel like um, I don't necessarily feel like having this 45-minute um, or 30 to 45 minutes, depending upon how the Holy Spirit leads us, Bible study. But you know what? Guess what I do? I, I say, okay, it's not about what I feel, because if I did the things that I felt like doing, I probably wouldn't do half of what I'm doing, right? Because the enemy wants us to use those feelings, right, our flesh to determine our, our schedule, to dictate what it is we do and what we don't do. And that's why a lot of us don't fully um, or don't fulfill the things that God has placed in front of us because of our, our flesh and the way that we feel, right? Because a lot of us at the end of the evening, as pa- especially as parents, as, as moms, you don't feel like doing a lot. But the kingdom calls and duty calls, and, and motherhood is a gift from God, and we're to steward every good and perfect gift um, in a way that's pleasing to the Lord, and that includes um, training up your children. So just, the, just having a, a structured uh, routine. So for us, it's um, her dad and I, we have a shared custody or a split custody. So the days that she's with me, 7 to 8, is, is Bible study. So your time frame may look different because you may not get home till later. Whatever that looks like for you, that's between you and the Lord. As, as you seek him in prayer, just asking him to give you a schedule, what works best for you and what he would like to see you do with your child. But what, what works for us is 7 to 8. 7 to 8 p.m., we have Bible study, and the topics are really spirit-led. You know, um, as I'm led and, and when I have peace about printing some um, online resources for the youth, then I will do so. There are times that the Holy Spirit will say, don't use those resources, and he'll give me a series of questions. For the most part, that's how it works. So give me the topics and the series of questions, and, and I'll create my own Bible study. And even if you're saying to yourself now, well, I'm no teacher, you know, April, you teach. I wasn't always a Bible teacher, one. And two, the Lord will give you everything that you need in order to do his work. So if you are going before him, it says if you, if you are in need of wisdom, wisdom, you ask of it, and he will give it to you generously and, and without reproach, so without finding or seeing any faults in you coming to him and asking him for that. And so it's the same with, with the gift of or the ability to teach your children in the way that he would like you to. So it's the same thing. The enemy wants you to, to, to go against your, or doubt your ability to do these things when God is saying, if you just come to me, you can't do these things, I'm sure. But if you come to me and ask me for the wisdom, the ability, the, 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 the grace, and all these other things, I will give it to you and more. You will be surprised at how full you will be at the end of the night when you commit to training your children up or when you commit to having this schedule or allotted Bible study time with them, you will find that you will be so renewed, right? Because as you're reading and sharing and studying the Word of God, your mind is too being renewed, whether you are more advanced or more spiritually mature than your child or not. If there's something about reading the Word of God that restores your strength. I mean, it's just phenomenal the way that he works and the way that his, his, his Word is true nourishment, and he really is the living water. So just finding a, a, a structure of time that works best for you and, and just um, knowing that, you know, the Lord will meet you where you are. If you can't do an hour, if you're saying we don't really have an hour, do 30 minutes. Make it a bedtime routine. So for us, we get in bed. It's a whole cuddle thing. We'll have hot tea. She can eat a snack. And, again, just meeting her where she is and just 
no, making it fun. Okay, we're going to open up in prayer. Okay, we're so excited. You know, this is why we have to learn the Word of God. And really, again, it's so important not to approach it as, as, a, as a, a lesson like they would have in school. The Word of God is so much fun to learn. The Word of God is just phenomenal. It is the best story that I have yet to read, and I haven't even read it in its entirety. So I'm forever a student of the Word, and your children will forever be a student of the Word, and they will cultivate an appreciation and a longing and a yearning to, to, to be in the presence of God and really to read his word, because that's what I'm seeing that's happening in Ava. So another thing that the Holy Spirit was just um, really ministering to me about to share today was just, um, you know, seizing um, the version devotionals. There are children's version devotionals that are, oh, my gosh, so powerful, so powerful on a variety of topics. Again, especially for the teens, because, again, we're talking about meeting people, meeting our children where they are. So a number of version devotionals that are on real-life topics. We have to stop pretending that our teens especially aren't facing real-life struggles, whether that be premarital sex, um, substance abuse, uh, um, you know, peer pressure bullying. There's so much fear, so, low self-esteem, self-doubt. There's so much going on in their minds that they haven't probably even articulated or communicated to us. And so finding a way to have those conversations, cultivate a love of reading the Word of God, and then binding together, bringing that closest or intimate relationship between you and your child while they're growing in the Word. So you version devotional, parents, if you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to check it out. Ava does her daily you version devotional. She knows that when she wakes up in the morning, her, the first thing that she must do is say, uh, thank you, God, for waking me up. Good morning to whomever is present in the house. And she knows that she must open up with her version devotional at, at my home. Um, and so she does that. And so it's, it becomes second nature to them. At this age, my daughter is eight. It's almost as though she just she enjoys this routine. She enjoys reading the Word of God. She gets excited about it. And so just um, going through version and just seeing what, what devotionals there are that you could possibly read, one, with your child because you have the option to invite to invite a version friend. So you could even make it a really cool thing that you do together where you both can comment and have dialogue. And just it, there's so many exciting and innovative ways to, to teach your child and really, really, uh, again, cultivate in your child a love of learning, of learning about God, reading about God, and knowing who they are and what his word says and knowing what his promises are for them. Another thing that the Holy Spirit was just really ministering to me about to share today was about, um, you know, being proactive, right, and not reactive in our time with our children. And in our, and specifically he mentioned just our prayers, right, our prayers with our children, right. So even after approaching the Word of God, even after Ava and I study, we end the study in prayer where I lay hands on her and I just pray. And just doing that consistently, I am showing her what it looks like to have a, a solid prayer life. And we have had conversations, one of, our prayer one of our Bible study topics have actually been on prayer because it is so important for our children to see what a praying mom looks like or what a praying dad looks like and really see you on your knees in the moment. I can't tell you the number of times Ava has seen me slain in the spirit, whether that be at church or in my prayer closet. And I had an encounter actually a few days ago where I was stretched out on my knees in the prayer closet. And she does, she does the sweetest things because she knows that mommy is in this place of worship. She knows I am. If I'm in this position, 
I am. So she just, she comes in and she just rubs my back and she walks out. She'll come in again. I mean, she knows stuff. She knows this is, this is my, my, my sacred time. Mommy is really just delighting in the presence of the Lord. And those are the conversations that we have. This is what this prayer closet is. This is what it means to be in the presence of the Lord. He holds first place in our life. I mean, these are conversations that although you're thinking she's eight, these are things that she is, she's absorbing. These are things that I know if I plant the seeds now, somebody else, uh, a godly mentor, spiritual counsel, her spiritual, you know, um, mom and dad or whatnot, will water them, and then God, God will give the increase. That's what his word says. And so he's going to ensure that she's molded, shaped, and groomed um, into who he created her, predestined her to be. I just have to do my part. I have to plant the seeds, right? Because if we... We would be remiss to think that the enemy isn't waiting to, to, um, to grasp our children or waiting to snatch our children out of our hands. He is. He's always seeking someone whom he may devour. And let's be really clear, if he can't devour us, he's going to start attacking people that are closest to us, and he does attack our children. And so if we're not careful and if we're thinking that we don't have to teach our children, we don't have to read the word of God with our children, we don't have to pray with our children, we are really walking a dangerous line, and we're really putting our children's souls at stake, right? Not their lives at stake now, we're talking about their souls, because see, if they're not rooted and grounded in faith, once Satan gets a hold of them, it's very, very difficult to try to snatch them back. You'll be warring in the spirit, it's an ongoing battle, and so it's, it's much easier, you're setting them up for spiritual success if you're feeding their spirit now. And, again, if you feel like, oh, I've blown it, she's 12 or he's 12 or he's 13, it's never too late, the Lord says, right? It's never too late for us. So it's not too late for you to sit your children down and say, okay, this is what we're going to start doing moving forward. This is what we're going to start. We're going to start having Bible study and this and that. And can I tell you and just encourage you to stick with it, even though the first couple of times they may not be excited about it, especially if it's something new that you're trying to implement in the household, stick with it because, again, the enemy wants to see us throw in the towel when things get rough or when the kids say, I don't want to do this, and they get discouraged, and you want to be their friends more than you want to be their parent. We have to come against that spirit of just wanting to please our children because, again, we're doing them a disservice, and we would be remiss to think the enemy isn't waiting for us to toss in the towel when things get rough. We have to stick it out. We have to stay the course. Originally, when I first started teaching Ava, and even sometimes now, depending on if the enemy decides to use her or not, she won't be excited about Bible study, but I just rebuke the spirit, and, and lesson goes on. I'm not going to succumb to... Um, an eight-year-old's feelings on whether or not she wants to receive the word of God. It's not an option. It's a, it's a, it's a mandate in the house. It's a mandate for us anyway, as, as, as the Lord gave us um, his last words, the Great Commission. It's a mandate to teach others the commandments. And so discipleship starts at home. I can't be a teacher of, of a ministry, a woman of grace, and a teacher in the church, and a teacher in all these places if I'm not teaching my child, right? We cannot abandon our, our own discipleship in our home to disciple people outside of our home. We want to say, imitate me if I imitate Christ. So as I'm teaching my children, I'm going to teach you, but know that how I am behind closed doors or is the same way that I am in public. So um, the same way I'm teaching my children is the same level of dedication and commitment I'm going to give to teaching others outside of my household. So those are a few things that the Holy Spirit really, really wanted me to share on this episode 
And as I was as I continued to read a, a book about revivalists and revivals, there was a, a excerpt from the book that the Holy Spirit actually wanted me to share. I shared it on my Insta story, but I want to read it to you so those who are going to catch this replay because I think it's just going to solidify or or confirm some of the revelation that, or the things that the Holy Spirit has had me share today. And so it said, the fire of God must be passed on with each new generation. Children are pliable and sensitive, wanting to learn. They are like little sponges, eager to draw in everything you share with them. So be their teachers. If you have children, that godly responsibility of passing the fire of God onto them rests in your hands. So, again, it is just speaking about how um, – it's speaking specifically about Evan Roberts, who was a Welsh revivalist. And so it's just essentially saying that what we instill in our children, the fire that they see burning within us, that it will be passed on with each new generation. Because children do want to, they want to, to see what, what all the buzz is about. So if you're constantly fired up and you're worshiping and praising, your children are going to emulate you. That is what they do. They want to imitate their moms and dads, especially girls with their moms. It's so very, very important for us to really set the stage or be an example of not perfection because none of us are that. We all fall short. Uh, we all have sinned and fall short, so we're not, per- we're not perfect. But for them to see what a woman of God looks like, what does that look like in the flesh? And then they're going to imitate that. And once they start to imitate that, they're going to become that, right, especially coupled with the teaching and with the prayer and with having them in the right Bible-based church and children's church and all of these things that are nourishing their spirits. But we have no idea how the work and the sacrifice that we're putting in right now in this season, it may seem like, man, I have nothing left to give at the end of the day, but the Lord, he's going to fill your cup up. And once you pour into your children, he's going to pour back into you, but then you're also going to see the fruit of your work. You're going to see the fruit of your labor. You're going to see your child begin to to share certain things that you have taught her months ago or that you didn't even think she was listening to. I mean, I've had Ava share things with me, and I went, I didn't even know she was listening to that. I didn't even know she was picking up on that. I didn't even know, how did you know where intercession prayer was, Ava? Oh, because I heard you on the phone. So these are the things that we don't even think about that our children are just watching and they're so mindful of everything that we do. And so just the way that we nourish and cultivate their souls, because that's what we're protecting. We're protecting not their lives, but their souls. And so we don't want to be parents who wait until something happens to them to then start praying, to then start wanting to talk to them about God, to then start wanting to to put them in church, to then start wanting to do all these things. We want to be proactive. We want to be parents who are praying circles around our children. And that was a book that I read last year by Mark Batterson, who is one of my favorite authors. And I would encourage, it's a really, really small, light, easy read, ladies, um, and those who are on the lot who will listen to the replay, a really short book, and it really just talks about the power of praying circles around our children. And, it, again, it's never too late. It's never too late to start discipleshiping or practices in your home. It's never too late to start praying circles around your children. We are, many of us, most of us, are a product of somebody else's prayers. We should have been somewhere else but we receive salvation and we are here now whole and walking in the goodness of the Lord because of somebody else's prayers. We don't deserve where we are now. We, we, I mean, we're, we're all products of somebody else's prayer. So just knowing that 
it's not too late to really start praying circles around our children to really understand the emphasis of interceding on behalf of our children and really just be um, having that quiet time and that, 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 um, that intimate time with our children as we really just teach them about the Word of God and who God says they are because what happens is if we do not tell them who God says they are, we don't show them where the Word of God says that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. We see this all too much. They come home from school saying, well, so-and-so said I'm this and so-and-so said I'm that. And this is where we point them back to the Word of God and we say, well, what does God, who does God say that you are? And I said this to Ava the other day, the only thing that matters is the opinion of God. That's it, right? What would God think, right? You remember the bracelets, and I really want to bring these bracelets back. What would Jesus do? That is it, and that's the way that I'm just trying to train Ava up. What would Jesus do? Before you make that decision, what would Jesus do? Before you say that thought or share that thought, what would Jesus think, right? These are the things that we, the, 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 the mindset and, and, and the way that we want to sort of challenge the way that our children think. And I, even if they try to rebuke it or they are enjoying it, it is being, seeds are being planted that are going to be watered. And so I'm just really excited and really, really just hope that the things that were shared today, uh, though a brief podcast episode, I really had to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and really, really share what he was what he was placing upon or impressing upon my spirit to share with you all because discipling our children is a very, very critical um, area of spiritual development in, our li- in the lives of our children. And it is really, really, again, a mandate by the Lord, not only in the Great Commission, but in Proverbs 22.6. It's really just telling us that if we do this, I mean, it, 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 it's God telling us if we do our part, Train, train the child up in the way that she, we, he should go, he or she should go, then the Lord's going to do his part, ensure that they do not depart from it, even when it looks like they're headed down the wrong path, right? That's when you get on your knees and you pray, Lord, your word says that they will not depart from it when they get older, Lord. So send them back to you. Draw them closer to you. Bring them back into your arms, Father God, because he's always waiting for, for all of us as his children of God. So I could go on and on and on, but I really just wanted to keep it brief and stick to the points that the Holy Spirit gave me so that I can operate in his will and not mine, operate in the spirit and not the flesh. Uh, and so I'm just going to close this out in prayer, guys. But I really, really, really hope that, you know, although this was sort of a special episode, not typical or not one of our typical Women of Grace episodes or podcasts, I really, really pray that some of the tips and things that the Holy Spirit had me share with you all really, really minister to you, and that it's something that you can implement, whether it be just little things along the way. And, again, God will meet you where you are. There's no desire or there's no urgency for you to listen to the replay and then, um, you know, become a whole Bible teacher and be teaching like a, you know, a four-study curriculum. Now, with all things, God, you, can do, you can absolutely do this. If you ask the Lord to give you that level of wisdom, trust me, he will give you that supernatural or divine wisdom to do that, if that is your desire. So I'm just going to pray us out, and I pray, pray, pray again that, the, that these nuggets of wisdom bless you. He certainly continues to just blow my entire mind with, with um, strengthening my gift of teaching, and I'm forever a student of the word. So as I teach Ava, I'm literally just learning. We're learning together, and it is a beautiful beautiful thing to to learn and grow in the word of God with your family. And so let us pray. 
Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the revelation that was brought forth today, Father. I thank you, Lord, that whoever catches this replay, Father, that you can really speak to their spirit, Lord, and really just um, impart upon them, Lord, just the nuggets, Lord, that you really want to resonate with them, Lord, the things that you want them to take away that are specific to their household, Lord, that are specific to their families, Lord, that are specific to their children, Father God, because we know, Lord, that you have divine strategies and unique purposes for all of us, Father God, as parents and as your children, Lord. And so we really, 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 Lord, in this season, Father, we want to commit, Lord, to teaching our children the ways of the word, Lord, not the ways of the world, Father, but the ways of the word, Father, the word of God, Lord. We want to teach them, Father God, who they are in you, Lord. We want to just reaffirm and emphasize, Lord, that they are a chosen generation, Lord, that no one on this earth needs to choose them, Lord. No one on this earth needs to validate them, Lord, because of who they are in you, Lord. Help us to teach our girls, Father, and our boys, and our youth, and our young girls, and our young men, and our teens, Father, that they are royalty, Lord, that they are set apart, Father God, and that they should conduct themselves as such, Lord. Let us use the word of God in our homes, Lord, to create a safe space, a safe haven, Lord, a place of encouragement, Father, in our households, Lord, where, where our children and our teens and everyone in the house, Father, can really come together and really share, Lord, some of the things that they're experiencing, Lord, some of the ways, Father, which the word of God, Lord, can help their situations, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you're going to give us the wisdom, Lord. Give us the grace, Lord. Give us the discipline, Father, to do the things that you want us to do and need us to do in the lives of our children, Lord. Help us become prayer warriors, Father God, as parents, Lord. Let us not give up, Father, when we think, Lord, that our prayers for our children are not being answered, Lord. You hear all, Lord. You know all, Father. Let us be fervent prayer warriors, Father. Let us be people who pray, Father, despite what, what we may see or we may not see happening, Lord. Just remaining committed to your promises, Father God. Remaining committed to you, Lord, that you are God that can change anything with just a snap of a finger, just a just a spoken word, Father. We thank you, Lord, in advance, Lord, for the way that you're going to help us train up our children, Lord. We pray, Father, that we're raising children that are the next spiritual leaders, Father, of their generation, Father. Men and women, Lord, that are going to be holy, Lord. We're raising men and women that are going to be committed to you, Lord, all and Father. So let them see in us, Lord, that same level of commitment, Lord, that we're asking for you to impart upon them, Father. Let us be true examples, Lord, to our children, Father, and what it means, Father, to be a servant of yours, Lord, so that they see what a powerhouse and what a powerful and what a wholehearted uh, servant of Christ and follower of you looks like, Father, so that they can imitate it, Lord. As Apostle Paul said, Father, let them imitate us as we imitate you, Lord. Help us as parents, Lord, become more like you. Help us as parents draw closer to you, Father God, so our spirit and our presence, Lord, because of who you are that dwells within us, Father, just pours out upon them, Lord. We thank you for this episode, Lord. We thank you, Father, that I was able to be obedient, Father, even when it didn't make sense to go a different direction with the episode, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in this ministry, Father. May deliverance be continue, continue to be brought forth for, Father. May, 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 um, may lives continue to be transformed, Father, by the word of God and the revelation that you share through each and every um, guest, co-host, and speaker that comes onto the podcast and any other events that the platform, that you allow us to have through this platform, Father. We love you, Lord. We just, we just adore you, Father. We thank you for the gift of, of parenting or the gift of parenthood, Lord, and we just thank you for what you're going to do, not just in our lives, but in our children's lives as we continue to impart the word of God upon them, Lord. 
We thank you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, guys. Again, thank you for those who are going to check out this replay. I do pray it blessed you. God is just so phenomenal. So if you were led to listen to this replay, it was for a reason. And so please feel free to message me about anything that really just resonated with you and anything that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you about. Again, I just thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a wonderful day, everyone.